Hey, Catalyst crew. Welcome to Catalyst Corner, episode 66. Execute order 66. It's Thursday, so we've got GMF0123 Art on with us, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you? Not bad. Um, had a little incident last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know I don't have a gallbladder, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, so, uh, you know, I'm I'm supposed to eat like applesauce and fucking bland shit. Okay. You know, because yeah. I have no control over the sure. the bile right. or whatever. I wanted ice cream yesterday. Oh well. So I had to, I had some. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got the craving. You got to do yeah, it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just you know give in yeah. to the beast. Right. And I uh, I I passed some gas. Oh no. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It must have been though. My partner almost puked. I've ne- like, I shit you not, gagging. Had to leave the room. Really? Yeah. It was the funniest thing. Yeah. Like, I bet. Yeah. Well, and she's mad. Right. Well, yeah. You you, you just you know napalmed her. Yeah, out of I the gave room. her the uh, the old uh, Hiroshima. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you Oppenheimer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, oh, it was the funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, I bet. Nice. I don't know. Nice. So now she doesn't want me to eat ice cream, or yeah, at least well, when she's not around sure, or whatever. Sure, I, I would imagine that to be the case, yeah. I, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, no, <laughs> nor should you. <laughs> What's going on with you? Oh, not much. Uh, we had a you know a couple weeks ago, we lost a legend here. Uh, oh, know, I know, uh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Which, uh, yeah, uh, and he didn't even, you know, no one even knew he was sick. No, which, you know. That was a, uh, that... You know, again, this is a, a childhood idol, right? This this one this one hurt. This one meant a lot, as far as. So we did. We did lose uh, one of the, one of the greats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was you know I watched all of Pee Wee's Playhouse and the oh, Pee Wee yeah. movies. You know what I mean? And this, Large Marge. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know this it, that that was a a character that meant a lot, growing up, and and I've always had an affinity for. Pee Wee Herman, and, and and even in the other movies that he's been in, I thought he's he's done a great job in everything he was in. You know, whatever issues issues aside from what happened at the movie theater, I, I that wanted one to actually, time, whatever. I wanted to bring that up. Sure, right. So, Paul Rubin, I was introduced to him, Pee Wee, mm-hmm. right, right, and then obviously he took some kind of bizarre roles that that were he was great in, right, right. And and just you know, kind of just an odd, offbeat sort of character, mm-hmm. right? And like, in the time, so for those of you who don't know, he was in a adult theater and he was right. jacking off. Yep, that's it. Just that's like all. in the back, yeah. like nothing. No one, no sexual right assault no, or anything right. like Nobody that. Nobody was there with him. No, he, he was or, by himself. Right. He wasn't bothering anyone. And just like now, it's. You know, fast forward to 2023, mm-hmm. right? That's like nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how can you're going to ruin a man's career over that? Right. And thankfully it didn't. Thankfully no, he, he was able to, he had enough talent where he yeah. could bounce and back. And the thing is, he, he wasn't one of these who, you know, tried to pretend it didn't happen. No. He, he came out, he, no, he, he made it. fun of himself, he owned it. And he got his career back online. You know, I mean, people were like, okay, that's not that big of a deal. Let's whatever and you know he went on and continued to entertain us for many more years and you know again it's it's a, a 
to me, a, a very big loss. I mean, I know he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. I know there was a Pee Wee Herman movie that came out, what, like a couple years ago yeah, but he, from Netflix. He's, uh, his but, thing, he kind of transitioned to just... You know, in a way, sort of these just offbeat cameos and things like that, right? right? Like he was in Sunny in Philadelphia, he played like the inbred prince, and yeah. he was, um, yeah. you know, in Gotham, he played the right. penguin's father. Like just, exactly. just like really weird yeah. offbeats. Yeah, that's he was all. in What We Do in the Shadows. He was a vampire. Yeah, like, and that to me was perfect for him because like right. Pee Wee was never gonna keep going. You no, know what I mean? No, like I mean, it, you, you get to a point where your age is going to outgrow having to be that particular character. But, you know, I think that it ended up being where he was able to keep that character until he died. I mean, he, yeah. he never did actually outgrow it at the end of the day. And he was a party animal. Yes, he sure you know? was. So, And, you know, what was amazing to me is when when he passed, you know, all the celebrities that came out and told stories of him and i had no idea like i knew that he was good friends with elvira yeah. right that one was well known but then you find out like he he used to be roommates with the hoff yeah i you know, know what i mean like it, that like whoa where did that come from it tinseltown is small yeah it really know? is and it's just it i don't know I, so after he passed, you start doing some reading and you hear mm-hmm. about some of these wild stories. Like, right. And it's just like, oh, he was a cool dude. Right. Like that. That's it. Like, you know, he yeah. was a, he was a nerd. Right. But he was the coolest fucking nerd right. around and town. And like and, you know, every person that came forward said, hey, I just met him on the set of X. Yeah. And he was the nicest guy. And we stayed friends for from that point forward like we didn't know each other we met on the set of this whatever show it was and he is such a genuine nice guy well he's we became he's, such close friends he's small enough where he can still be a human right you know what i mean like tom cruise is an alien right but like you know someone like paul rubin could he's famous but he could still have friendships with like right regular people yeah and the thing is i mean like we just said he he wasn't in you know a bunch of things he wasn't an a-list movie star no Wee was his claim to right, fame exactly and so he could he could be in things and it was but great he was when he showed grounded. up and shit it was right. great he was in absolutely e, uh, uh, mystery men back in the day oh i like, loved it yeah, love it he he was he was a terrific actor yeah he really was and you know what it it sucks that's yeah a, that's a big loss yeah i mean a terrific actor and from the sounds of it an even better person which is rare right absolutely so um speaking of terrific actors and better people oh i picked up uh, a new subscription oh okay um i got scream box oh nice you know i okay. like my horror absolutely and the reason i picked it up is one it's crazy cheap yeah yeah. Twenty six dollars for the year. Wow. Now see that's that's a bargain right there. Right. That's what you want. Right. And I love horror documentaries. Yeah. That's that's my bread and butter. I love sure, they're you know, great. history of horror, yep. all Absolutely. of that sort of stuff. And and they just released a new documentary on one Robert Englund. Oh, Freddy Krueger himself. And I had no idea the impact that this guy had on the industry. Really? He tried out for Han Solo. Yes, I did hear stole that. Stole the script and gave it to Mark Hamill. 
What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's responsible for Luke Skywalker. Uh, you know what? I just I just read that about maybe two week two or three weeks ago, right after Indiana Jones five came out. Yeah. That story came out for whatever reason. Well, the doc, it was in the documentary. Yeah, and that's probably why. Maybe yeah. the documentary dropped around the same time, and that story came out. I'm like, what? what? Just like we were just talking about Pee Wee and not knowing, yeah. you know, all the people that he was associated. You know, same thing. It's like, what? We're just finding that out now? Like, but, where did but, that come from? What a monumental moment. Right. Absolutely. You know? And it's just like, I had to, I had to pause the documentary and actually, like, absorb that information yeah, he said, I was like yeah he was like hey i what? know the perfect person for this and gives it to mark hamill yeah, to he stole, audition he stole yeah, the script that's crazy and i'm just like freddy krueger is responsible for luke skywalker yeah, yeah. you know who would have you can't make that shit up in hollywood no it's they can't, the writers can't write that well no well they're, they're not writing at all right um but just the way that people kind of talk about him mm -hmm. right he he's up the way he comes across is just such a kind person yeah who loves what he's doing right loves his fans mm -hmm. like just a genuine good dude yeah well that's that's another one right i mean the movie comes out you don't know what to make of it right i mean again it was an original movie right no one well, knows how to it be was fair, gonna fare like he's he he was a, a pretty well-established character actor like right, in the but, in the fifty in the sixty uh, the seventies and the eighties, right? But but well, being, no, but, the eighties. But when, but when that came out, yeah. you know, being a child or teenager or what have you at the time, right? You, you didn't, didn't know. know that. You no. had no idea who this was. You no. never heard the, about this person before. No, it's the equivalent of Terrifier. Right. So it comes out. You watch it. You have no idea going into it what it's going to be, and then all of a sudden, you know, the cultural impact that that movie had at the time. And then, you know, all the sequels that came out after it, and it, it just, he became iconic. He just became an iconic character. And and the thing is that he himself was always somebody that was much loved within that horror community. Now, what's really funny about it, though, is that before the Freddy role, he was in uh, that TV show V. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that was right. Like that's the, right. The, he did that as his first sci fi mm -hmm. role, right? Yeah. But everything else was like, you know, he was like a, you know, a uh, drama guy, like yeah. gre greasy drug dealer, things like that. He killed Burt Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Like, and then he's like, well, I'll, I'll take this role, right? Yeah. And then after that, it was just horror. And yeah. he stuck with it. Except for the adventures of Ford Fairlane with. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay, which yeah, there, he was awesome in that there's movie, a couple too. Of, there's a couple of weird ones yeah. here and there. But, you know, he basically is a, he's one of those, you know, you have him, you have Kane Hoder. Yeah. Hodder. Like, Nick yeah. Castle, to a lesser extent, you know, the shape. Sure. Um, But just to, you know, he he says in the documentary, he's like, you know, I just, I, I decided to kind of tie my raft to the horror genre, and that's worked out for me. Right, but, you know, that's the thing, you know, even the original actor who played Michael Myers, and I, I can't think of his name off the Nick top Castle. of my... Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. They all, um, you, you know, they all understood what the fans meant to them and their success as that character, and they never forgot that, and that's why, still to this day, 
you know, they're going to these horror conventions and are so popular because the, the community loves them so much. They've embraced them as... I, you know, the iconic characters that they deserve yeah. to be. I mean, Tony Todd's another huge right. one. Absolutely. But, but what I think is interesting is that, you know, a lot of people want to get into the business because it's, it's high profit, sure. things like that, fame, you know, and all that bullshit. Right. This guy loves what he's doing. Right. Right. So, and that comes across. It does. It absolutely it, it does. It really does. So, like, it's not a chore for him to go to conventions. He no. loves it. No. No, they they do love it. You know, just like Elvira, you know, yeah. absolutely has embraced that character and will embrace it till the day she dies. Yeah, and she very goes Pee Wee Herman. Right, she goes to the conventions and absolutely loves being who she is. She doesn't feel pigeonholed. You know, it's just, and now we're getting, you know, Art the Clown is is that same trajectory, right? He's going on these cons now all the time. Right, and eventually we're going to get Terrifier 3. Right. I think it's going to get pushed because of the strike. Yeah, but yeah. like, But I know. mean, th- these, these actors who are portraying these, what have become iconic slashers, they understood, you know, what the what the game is right they 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 understood where they stand in the pantheon of the horror genre sure except you know i would say art to a lesser extent at this sure, point at this point but, but it, he's getting but, there but you could say freddy krueger to anyone right and they know who he is right right like that that to me is like his name is as big as anybody in hollywood yeah I mean, if you say, you know... A, no, yeah, Robert Englund, you know, you're right. never going to... But you say Mike Myers, or you say Jason, or, right. or you say Leatherface, everybody knows who you're talking right. about. The, the, that impact has been felt for, you know, what, 30, 40 years? I mean, it's... Oh, it's, it's incredible. just amazing, the longevity and how these characters have grown in status. Because, again, you, you know... They're not making these movies right now, for the most part. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you, things you got, have kind of, kind of stopped. Yeah. So, you know? but you getting, you're getting the younger generation to go back and watch these movies and understand the cultural impact that they had, and they're embracing them too. And even though it's not their generation, they get it's why like they're little, so important. It's a little peek. Into you know, it's like time traveling. Sure, it's, it's a little peek into the window mm-hmm. of of what you know a stylized suburban life in right. the eighties was. Right, exactly. You know, it and and to hear that he's just a great person mm-hmm. is just so refreshing. It's, right, it's it's such a nice change of pace. It is. You know, it's like now that everything is on strike in full force and everything, there seems to be a lot less negativity. Right. You know, I mean, obviously the, the, you know, the ruling evil billionaires are doing evil billionaire shit, but I'm saying like, it just doesn't seem like there's so much culture war right now. Right. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, to hear him talk and then, you know, you hear the younger generation and I'm going to go to Rachel Zegler, the Snow White, Snow White, where she was on the picket line and said, Hey, you know, if I have to stand in, in for 18 hours in an iconic princess dress, then I should get paid for every hour that that movie's on streaming. And I'm like, you are so out of touch with reality. Are you serious? You got paid up front. And if this thing bombs like we all believe it's going to, you know, 
oh, woe is you. You had to stand in an iconic princess so he, dress. He, I, I wanted to revisit the Snow White conversation okay. because she she made a comment about how, like her whole press circuit before the strike, obviously, is it, she would make these comments almost belittling the original. Right. 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 Well, we, we've made, we made Snow White, but it's Snow White for the modern times. Right. But taking, taking race and everything off the table, mm-hmm. right? Snow White is such an important piece of historical oh, media. Absolutely. It, Walt Disney risked his reputation. He created a special camera to make mm-hmm. this film. Right. So, I I get it. You want to tell your own version, your own story, but sure. but you can't say like, oh, I have Photoshop, so the Mona Lisa is a piece of shit, right? Like, it's it's not just the movie itself. It's it's everything. It's the risk that Disney took. It's the cultural impact it had. It's you know the technology that was created as a result of it, right? Realistically, Disney should. If they were smart, because the backlash has been enormous. Well, they're they're in a good spot right now. Right. They're, they're, they're filling their coffers back up. Right. What they should do, I mean, you know, me personally, I think they should cancel the project because the, 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 the vitriol is just going to be enormous. But if you're committed to going through with it, then just say this is this is not the original this is a modernized version of that. This isn't us redoing Snow White. It's not really Snow White. It's like an it's like a multiverse Snow White. See, but the problem is, it, I don't even mind if you want to modernize all the all the old school Disney stuff. Eh. I just don't like when you when you shit on the originals and every interview that she's given. She it almost comes across that she now detests. Right, the original. But, but this is but this is what they're doing on all of them. It's the same story being told over and over. You're not having any. You're not telling now an original story. This story has been told multiple times by the by the reimagining of Disney. Right, but I, I guess my point to it all is, is that you know, I I would look at these things with a much warmer lens, if you could at least appreciate you know, why Snow White is so important right. culturally. Right. It's not, it's not, oh, you know, she's Latinx, so it's wrong. It's like, no, Snow White, the old school Snow White is one of the most important animated films of all time because of what it did. It it, it built Disney. Right. And, and if... Right, and if you want to tell a modernized story, and they used to do shit like that in the '90s, it was on like ABC yeah, Family and, and shit. And it's it's fine. Look, tell your modernized story, and whatever happens, happens. Right, right. Whether Stop it, whether blaming it feels, the fans. Right, it, it fails or it succeeds. You've told a new story, and that's fine. But you're standing on the shoulders of giants, and you should. And that should be the first thing that you say is we're just going to do our best to, to make one of the greatest animated movies ever and make our version of it. And hopefully 
you'll like it as much. But we understand how important the original one is. And if you did that, maybe you'd get some good faith going into it. Maybe families would give it a chance. But when you come out and you're just shitting on everything to do with the original. But it's like it's such a vicious cycle because you're shitting you're shitting on the the original properties in pre-production. Mm-hmm. And then when it tanks, you're shitting on the audience after it's all done. Right. Right. The but the audience has already told you they're uninterested in what your version is and the way that it Audiences looks. Audiences vote with their watch. Right. Right. And so You've already you you already know that this isn't something that anybody's looking forward to. Now you had the same thing with the Little Mermaid, and what happened happened. Okay, I think this is going to do worse than that because I I just think that it's it's even more bastardized. It's, it's, right, it's more bastardized. It's more agenda driven, and I think that you know. You, you have a longer time for it to come out now because of the strike. And I think that more and more people, are that just the, the anger towards it is going to grow and grow and grow. And then by the time it comes out, you know, you're just going to have a massive failure on your hands. And, you know, again, who do you have to blame but yourselves when you were told, don't do it again? Right. I, I think what's kind of incredible about about the last you know five years of disney's run Mm -hmm. is that a lot of their female heroines Mm -hmm. or heroes i don't know if the heroine is even a thing anymore uh display traits of toxic masculinity sure absolutely they do like what right we should be moving away from that absolutely i mean again that's what you're that's what you're rallying against and yet you're displaying majority of those traits so during you know and and i know we've been hypercritical of disney and Mm -hmm. everything the earnings call uh happened today yep and obviously it's not good no you know they're still in the black apparently according to this earnings call Right. Yeah. But they missed their mark by 180 million for the quarter. Mm-hmm. And they have the audacity to raise prices on their streaming yeah. services by 20%. We've been releasing terrible films. Mm-hmm. Our our stock price went now it now it rose today cuz they Slightly, made their yeah. well they made their numbers, right? right? Kind of. Sort of, right. I know, but it, like, you know, yeah, enough. Yeah. Now, you got to take into consideration, though, that some of the thing, like Indiana Jones was not a part of this, no. or Secret Invasion question, was not a part of every this. Every so. question was carefully screened before it right. was asked. Right. And the thing of it is, right, if you want to pretend like the ship's not on fire, okay, mm-hmm. but don't. Don't sell me a more expensive ticket. Well, you know, but the, the 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 philosophy behind it is, well, we're we're losing subscribers, so what we've got to do is make up for it with the subscribers we have. So if we jack up the price to the people that we have, that's going to make up for the subscribers that we didn't actually get. Right, which is, I, I which get is it. The, the the stupidest philosophy you could but possibly the prob- have. But the problem with that mentality is right. 
is that now Netflix is $20. Mm-hmm. Now Hulu's going to be $20. Right. HBO is 12 or 13 bucks a month or whatever it's called now max you know paramount's 10 12 yeah. you're 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 at you're back to cable right exactly it's just cable without commercials yeah yeah it 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 took only a few years for that cutting the cord thing to become as expensive as the thing you rebelled against and the thing is is that you know back when like netflix was the game in town and then prime came out and that was the mm-hmm. healthy competition shit was awesome right it was great they were releasing really good content they could, you know the the people were tuning into stuff yeah but now it it's just it just seems like everything has been so corporatized yeah you well, know and that then- the creativity of it all is just it's not even in the back seat now it's in the fucking trunk right but then then the problem too is you know, you're talking about raising prices, but then you're also talking about, you know, really reducing quantity of programming. So it's like, oh, we're getting less for a more expensive per month. Great. That's, that sounds now, like a brilliant they're, idea. They're pulling back on merchandise for Star Wars and Marvel. Which they should. Yeah, not by a ton, by about 4%. Yeah. And I think that's pretty smart because, yeah. you know, you go to a Walmart and the, the shelves are full. Let me tell you, you know, there there's a um, there's a show uh, on YouTube called World Class Bullshitters, right? Very good YouTube show. Does a does a, a run, right, where he goes to toy stores and, and looks at all the clearance section. Like, there is shit, like, in this store, Ollie's, right, which is kind of like a... Yeah, you had mentioned you know, that, right. I think, when Black Panther yeah, came out, it, right? this shit is all Eternals, Black Panther, all of the stuff for Marvel from Phase 4, 5, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, which they didn't really make any toys on, is all sitting there, and it's, it's marked down, and nobody wants it. Like, it's basically $3, $4. No one wants it because... You oversaturated the market with toys of characters that no one wanted, with movies that didn't do extremely well. So, well, yeah, you have to reduce your, your toys output by quite a bit. Right. And I and I, I think it's smart to cut it down is. on programming, you know. I, I think if it, you know, it, it could be that they're just trying to cut everything so that they can get picked up by Apple and not get shut down for for yeah. doing it. Well, you know, I I've been reading a lot about that recently. Now ESPN got they sold ESPN. No, not yet. Or they yet. sold the rights to it or whatever. No, they're trying they, they no, they did a, a um a betting thing. Oh, is that um, what it is? They're trying though to get a partner for ESPN though to to share in the cost of ESPN, so a co-owner of the network. But what they want what they're you know what they would need to do and this and I've read this a lot from a various amount of sites is the only way that they could get a deal to to go through with Apple is they would have to start selling off some of the the things that they own they would never be able to buy it in totality the way it is it would just make Apple like it would be too big right so things like ESPN and ABC and Freeform and FX Things like that would need to be sold off. Yeah, first. they're on the they're on the chopping block. As no, is. They, and they're available. They are available. I don't care what Iger says. I don't believe a word that comes out of that asshole's mouth. 
they are available. And if the right party comes along to purchase, they will be sold. Well, and they will make you know, themselves available to Apple. He's. We'll see what happens with this quarter, but basically... Like I said, you you know, Indiana Jones, Haunted Mansion, Secret Invasion, that's coming up in the next quarter. So you've got a lot of big misses coming up in that next quarter. The thing about Secret Invasion that kind of blows my mind... Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this seems to be a trend with the, the, mo- the movies and shows that they're making is that all of these heroes are just emasculated in bitter in, in bitter old men. Right. That's all they are. Like and that, the, and the, the females are there to save the day. Not even just not even that. Not take that out of it. Right. These characters, Willow, uh, Indiana Jones, Nick Fury, mm-hmm. like Nick Fury in Secret Invasion was a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a broken down old man that just couldn't get anything done right. That's just, it. Just wild. Yeah. Like, who? who was that for? Like It, it was it, for nobody. Because here's the thing. The thought process has to be, right? Okay, I watched Iron Man in the movie theaters. I've grown up with Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's been 20 years. You know, I, this has been a huge part of my life. If you, the mo- the shit that you're making now is not for me as a fan. Right. Because if it's it, not for most fans, if it was, it would still be honoring that last 20 years. Right. Instead of throwing shit out of the window. Right. Now, the, the, the best thing that happened is all the failures. Because if Marvel was still succeeding, then Kevin Feige would believe his vision was good. And it would continue. Well, here's he the thing. Has to, he if, has to look at it now and say, I've got to make adjustments. The thing, the thing of it is, right, is that I, am, I try to be very open-minded. Mm-hmm. And if Marvel was succeeding to even, even a level, even if it was less than pre-Endgame, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be, I would just shut my mouth. Sure, Because you course, know what? We if, all would. If the populace likes it, mm-hmm. even if I don't, okay, you still have the formula. Right. Absolutely. But no one likes this shit. No. No, and that's why Secret Invasion's final episode has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's that bad. What's insane to me is just the optics of Disney as a whole right now. They're talking about, you you know, they're really focusing on bringing AI into the picture. Yeah, which that's one of the biggest things on the bargaining table with the writers they're they're trying to block that from happening they do not want to allow ai to write scripts because then they know that they a lot of them would be out of jobs so they're trying to block that making it a mandate that you cannot use the ai technology to write scripts and that's you know that's going to be a hard bargain that you know that's because that's the way everybody believes that we're trending it's so just, if we try to take that away thing, and though. stop it, I don't know. AI should be used for the shitty stuff. Right. Business stuff, stuff we don't want to do. Right. And instead, you develop it to do the, you know, art. Right. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. It could be done on some business things. Now, that being said. But that's it. And I've said this to you. I think AI used correctly can have potential it is a tool sure, it's in a, your, right it's in a your tool, tool box. right it's a tool that if you use it correctly 
it is it's an enhancement. Right. You it's can, not you supposed know. to be the thing that takes over and does the work. No. Like if I, for example, if I create an image mm-hmm. and I want you know, it's a little rough or I want to change the style. Sure. If AI can do that, it's still the image that I created. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you like know. just typing in a prompt and having it spit an image at right. you. Right. But I mean, if you just type in something and they're going to write you your season of a Marvel show. Right. And you just have a couple of writers there just to make sure that all the continuity works and, you know, everything makes sense. You know, you could be limiting what five six writers in the, the only, room the only that no longer that, have work the only thing that ai should be doing in that regard is checking for plot holes and spelling sure that's exactly. it that's about that's it. it right humans should be writing the plots right writing the scripts you plug it into the ai and say hey is there any spelling issues in the script are there any plot holes is there any continuity errors that's it. That's it. And it, it can do that, and right. that it is could. using it as a tool. Right. But what Disney's trying to do is not use it as a tool. No, use it as... The toolbox. Right. Exactly. That's... You are going to work for the AI. Not the AI working for you. You work for the AI. And that's one of the biggest problems that the writers have that they're striking about is that they're trying to block that from happening. And I agree with them. They I, should so block what? that from happening. But I, I just, you know... I hear a lot of artists and and writers and and you know people in the industry mm-hmm. you know talk very negatively about AI. Right. And I and I to an extent agree. Sure. But I think the real conversation has to be it's not evil. It's it should be used as a tool. Right. Exactly. You know, we exactly. should be excited about this cuz it's a new tool right. for us to use. Like that's really exciting, but you know, you're not an artist if you Google something and the computer spits an image right. out or writes a script and then you, you give it to people. Yeah. That it, doesn't make you an artist. No, especially since what they're doing is cobbling together pieces from other actual artists and then putting together your Frankenstein to make you a pretty picture. But all you're doing... so. You're not an artist, A, and you're stealing, B. I mean, you, you are stealing, and that's why they will not allow copywriting for anything. So if you do an AI comic book, let's say, you can't get it copywritten because, you, because again, those images are borrowed from other people. They are stolen images. So you can take, you can make your comic book and you can put it out, but you cannot copyright it. So if it gets taken from you... Oh, well. The thing is, though, right, even even as it's gotten kind of, you know, pretty good, mm-hmm. you can you can look at the image and still tell. Of course you can. Of course. It's over. It's over rendered. It's over detailed. You can absolutely tell that that didn't come from somebody because you'd be sitting down for days upon days upon days to get it to look that perfect. And you just know that. You know, the the greatest thing about art is, yes, there's imperfections, and but those imperfections at times make it so great. When it is so clean and perfect, it, it's it's not art anymore. It it's just a photograph. Right. Well there's something there's something lost in, in 
kind of giving over the creative process to a machine. Right. Absolutely. There you know? is. I, I'm, I'm fully for AI as a tool. Sure. Sure. As, as an enhancement feature. Sure. I'm OK with that. If an artist wants to draw something and then use the AI to polish it or, you know, change a style or something like that. I'm OK with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I totally am. Sure. But sure. but just generating images is I, I'm not down with that at all, or, or no. scripts or w- videos or any of that shit. No. That to me seems fundamentally wrong. Right. Now, staying on that topic or that idea. Sure. We are on the we got the writers strike. Right. We know eventually they're going to come to the table and this will you know be resolved yeah. at some point. I mean like where next year is going to suck. Right. So let me ask you this scenario. I'm going to give you a what if scenario. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, fire one at me. Okay. So we get back to creating shows. Okay. We're both creatives. We yep. both work in the creative field. You have an opportunity, okay? Your opportunity is you can work on The Witcher, which is your thing. Yeah. Okay? But you have to do it the way that it's currently constituted, meaning all your art, or your ideas are all going to be about Siri. It's all going to be about the mages. It's all going to be ab- about uh, Yennefer. And really, you can't do anything with Geralt. No, I'm all set. Or you can work on Dungeons and Dragons and do it a hundred percent how you want. D and D. That's not even a. That's not even a hard even, even question. Though, right. Well, and Witcher but, is my. But that's shit. what I'm. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Right. So you would bypass. To work on your dream thing. Yeah. To work on something that you don't care about as much because of the creative freedom that you would be given as opposed to having to do it the bastardized way. I don't like what they've done with Witcher. I don't. I wouldn't want to. Or any, you know. Or Star Wars or any of that. I I wouldn't want to contribute to that narrative. No. And and see, I, I agree with you. And that's why I asked because I would rather, I would give up. The same thing. Star Wars is is my thing. You know, superheroes. I would give up working for those type of companies if I had to, you know, make Luke the cuck that he's turned into and I had to keep on reinforcing that. Or I could work on something like, you know, House of Dragons, which I don't care about in the least. But if you're telling me that I can do it, you know, to the books and I can do it exactly to the lore, I would much rather work on that. I would have much more of a, a of a fun time, right? And that would be a part of it, right? I would have the creative freedom and the creative enjoyment to create something that I think that the people that enjoy that property would actually love as opposed to contributing to something that everybody despises. Even though it's my passion, I would rather not contribute to the negativity and the hatred that some of these IPs now have with their fan base. Yeah, I mean I guess I guess at the end of the day it would it would come down to what they were looking for. Sure. You know, if it was like active involvement, I'm all set. If they commissioned me to do a piece no no no. i'm saying you are actively involved yeah, no, in the I, season yeah, of I, that show i would much rather work D D. sure because honestly as far as things go for me personally mm-hmm. right 
as soon as you start putting parameters on my abilities, my work suffers. Right. Incredibly bad. But when I'm allowed to just figure it out, do my thing, mm-hmm. be in my space, in my element, right? It's not every day. Not every day is a home run. Sure. But that MK logo, mm-hmm. right? That's getting a lot of attention. A lot of love. A lot of love. Right. It's things like that, right? right? Like no one's giving me any parameters or mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm allowed to create it. Yep. And then I'll put it out there. And if they are happy with it, great. No notes. Right. Right. But to to actively have to sit down every day and work on something that totally goes against I'm what your belief no would be. I'm not saying no notes from the fans, be. by the way. I'm saying no notes from the executives. Sure. sure. But I'm just, you know, but that's the thing. It's like if you had to sit there and it's like, okay. No, it eats your, it, yeah. eats, it eats your insides yeah. up. And, and, you know, you're saying, hey, all right, I'm here. I'm working on The Witcher. I can't believe it. Okay, what are we going to have Geralt do today? Uh, Geralt's not, he's in the side, he's on the side. He's sitting on a rock. Don't worry about him. What you're working on is the mages. Well, yeah, why? But that, I want to work on the Geralt right, shit. But well, that's well, then get out. Yeah. Well, that's not how we want it to be. That's, yeah, but, you know, if you look at the books and, and you look at the video game, no, fuck that. We don't care about that. We don't care about where it came from. We don't care about its history. We don't care about what the fans and why they love it so much. This is our version of it. This is what we want you to do. This is your dream project. You're working on The Witcher. That's your thing. Here you yeah, are. but it happened with Cavill. Like sure. Cavill, this it, was a dream no, project it, exactly, him. and that's why, you know, and I'm kind of bringing it up where, you know, I look at these and uh, some of these things, when they get back to work, right, you know, these pe- some of these writers, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that the, 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 the corporations are right or should win. Fuck no, them. No, they're, they're wrong. They, they, they hurt creativity, right. period. but... I don't want writers in the room that hate the, the the project they're working on, produce absolute dog shit, and then are getting paid more money to do so. Like that also hurts my so soul. So here's the thing: I don't. Uh, I'm I'm always going to be anti-corporation. Sure, absolutely. I, I, I think even the worst writers should be paid more money. They should be paid to a live. living wage. You should be absolutely. Able to live. There's no doubt about that. Now, what? What hurts me is that because the industry is being gatekeeped by four or five companies, these people are like, well, I don't have a choice. I have to do The Witcher because it's The Witcher or nothing. Right. So you have someone who doesn't want to be on The Witcher but wants to be in the industry. Sure. Who? Yeah, is going to grab whatever job they can right. to be in the industry. So that to me is seems wrong right exactly when that's the problem it's you you're getting people that just want to they don't care about the project they don't care about the property they care about being in the industry and 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 trying to catapult that to more fame that i don't appreciate and i'm never going to abide by that as far as their bargaining goes like you know, again, when when the person, one of the writers came out and complained about She-Hulk, I'm like, you have no business 
being upset about your residual check when you wrote one of the biggest pieces of shit on Disney Plus. See, I think it's a that's a more com- nuanced and complicated right. issue though, but, because like they're up, they're not upset at us over that. They're upset that the corpos are not no, paying a but, living wage. No, but my point is, you should get a good living wage up front. Right, right, but as far as residuals go, you should get a good percentage for residuals. But if nobody's watching it, you right. get nothing. No, but that's but that's my point. You right, should but get I'm just you should to get a good you should, out, right. You, know? you should get a good wage up front, right, and good and residuals. you should have a good residual option in, in the contract, right. And depending on what you perform, either that's going to be a good payoff or a shitty payoff, right? Like it. it you know, and then that way, if you write She-Hulk, you're still going to get. You're still going to get a good. You're still going to get a good upfront payment right. get to a, live. You'll get a good payday which to is stay that, alive. Right. That's the first key thing: is you're going to be able to survive because you got paid well upfront. But nobody's watching it, so right. you're not going to get. Right. So residual your residuals checks. are going to be very small right. because so, you wrote a shitty show. So that just to, I just want to clarify that. Right. You know, like it's not us saying like, oh, they shouldn't be paid more residuals. They right. Sh- their percentage on residuals should be much higher. Sure. But if nobody's watching, you don't get any residuals. Right. And and that's the thing, though. You can't just you can't just blindly say I should get paid a shit ton of residuals, even though the show is despised. No. You should get. You no, should have you the, write a good show. Right, and you should have the ability it. to get a good exactly. amount of residuals, exactly. and then it's up to you to actually be able to get that money by no, the I show told, that I you totally wrote. I totally agree. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. I just I just want to be clear that it's not us advocating for corporations at all. No, it's, no. They, we want them to pay the writers fairly. Right. The writers fairly. The actors fairly. Look. And as the, far as residuals the corporations go, have more money than they know what to do with, and fuck them if they don't want to share but with the creatives. It, it's just, it's just, it's really just a bad spot to be. Like it is. the thing of it is, right? Not to keep just using The Witcher as an example. Mm-hmm. Sapkowski wrote his books, not thinking like, oh, they're going to make movies out of this, right? And because there's no parameters. You got what you got. Right. But then as soon as they start doing notes and it has to be this way and, you know, we know it was this way in the books, but let's change this, this and this. It's so far from the original creative thought, mm-hmm. you know, that that it's just, I don't know, it feels like a commercial. Right. Right. And that's and that's the thing when, you know, when you're making something that isn't what the fans ex- right this is a property this is these are books that exist these are video games that exist and when you have a, a have have read them or played the games and you have a love for it and then when you go into a, a show and you you're so excited to see it in live action and then it's nothing like anything that you're familiar with well how do you get excited about that that's not what you went in expecting and if it's a lot worse than but here's the, the thing. stuff that you before, thought. Before we put this to bed, I put my art out there, and so do you. Yes. I am absolutely fine with anyone giving me negative criticism. Sure, it happens. That's going to happen. But, but when you just say, when you don't provide 
anything yeah, constructive. Give, right, give constructive criticism. But here's the thing. When you don't, I just write, I write you off. Right. You know what I mean? Like your comment, it, you, you didn't bring anything to the table. Right. You know, I gave you an example. So I, yes. I did that design with, um, you know, the, the ninjas mm-hmm. in the style of Queen. Yes. And I did a, uh, a redesign of it with the modern day uh, characters, right? right? The new designs right. and everything. And I put it up on Reddit and I said, uh, you know, I did this. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think I should make it into a shirt? Right. And it got a decent amount of upvotes and some, you know, people were like, hey, it's really cool, blah, blah, blah. And this one guy just writes, no. Yeah. And, and what is that? What, what is that offer? Right, but if it's like no, you know, yeah, this, no this, one hears why. Right, just t- just just no is just yeah. Then you just you disregard that and say that that's just an asshole being an asshole. Right, there's, so I, there's I, nothing right. to it. So I wrote back and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like what, that, right, you, what a res- what one word response gets it? a right. one word answer. Right, you know exactly. I'll respond to you, but like, sure. If you only put enough effort into no, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay is all you're going to get back. Okay. Well, thanks for responding. Right. That that didn't mean anything to it. That didn't mean anything to me. It didn't mean anything to you. Like, what and was the point? That's of it the all? thing. Is like the the toxicity is. It's fine if that's how you want to roll. Sure. But what I value is feedback. Yeah. I value. You know, if I do a piece. I want to know if you liked it, if you didn't like it, and if you didn't like it, what didn't you like? So, right. Because I'm going to change. Let's fix it. Yeah. Right. I'm going to change myself. Sure. Ba- if the feedback is good. Right. Yeah. If you, if, if you know, if I put out a, a, a drawing and I get constructive criticisms, hey, you know. Draw the eye like this. Right. Or, you know, this, this proportion was off or, or this anatomy was off. Thank you. I that's you know, worth its weight in right, gold. Right, because I'm looking at it a million times. Sometimes it takes a second set of eyes to, to see it, and then you can fix it going forward. Perfect. That's helpful. It. I think what's kind of in, interesting is that like I've I've noticed that people that, that actually create, and I'm not talking about you know just posting memes or anything like that. I'm talking about e- either drawing or making videos or you know actual creation. They're very interested in engaging, mm-hmm. but like if you're just going to troll and be negative, you know, you're not going to get anything out of those people. They just go, no. okay, and they move on. Right. They don't, you know, again, they know what you're trying to do. They know that you're trying to be a troll. They, you know, and no one's going to respond to you that way because we know what you're trying to accomplish. And sometimes people just want to get into a negative war of words and, there's no value but to that. But the thing is, is that as someone who creates full time, mm-hmm. right, I don't have time to play that game. Sure. So if you're not going to give me valuable feedback and you just want to say, oh, it looks like shit, take it down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no value to that. And and those, those type of responses are not, there's nothing to it. So... You know, anybody that does it, and hopefully no one that listens to this podcast does stuff like that, but there is zero value to the creative on the other end that looks at those comments because we just disregard them. No, as, you just, that's, or you no, make them feel what, bad. Like, it's not, right. you know, there's, there's either, n- either we disregard it or the ones that can't do that feel like shit. Right, exactly. 
And when and is that really? I mean, ultimately, I think that's your goal. But why would that be your goal? Right, what, but, what do you get but, out of but that? The thing of it is. I'll shit on Disney, but I'll tell you exactly why. Right, exactly. We're not saying Disney sucks and then not backing up a million reasons why right, we feel right. that way. I'm not way. just going to be We're over, not hiding right. behind it. I'm not going to be hypercritical and then just shut down right. over it. I'll, I'll spell it out for exactly, you. Exactly, absolutely. I don't know. Just a, just a wild, you know, it's a wild ride. Yep. Oh, you know what just came out that What's I want to catch is that uh, it's called The Voyage of oh, the Demeter. Absolutely. It looks phenomenal oh yeah and you know what's great about this movie practical effects oh yeah and i've i've heard it's great yeah i have too it's uh, stephen king just said it's it's one of the greatest new movies he's seen recently small so. budget right small budget. small budget that's the way to go and it's and it's a it's a it's a story that is well known right but it's a piece of the story that is not and that's what's going to make it so exciting because they you know we know a little bit about it in every dracula movie right but there's it's like a, 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 it's a, a five chapter. minute right. right it's a chapter but a fleshed out movie for you know in regards to that <laughs> you looks know what it awesome. is it's alien yeah yeah. It's, it's alien. You're yeah. stuck on a ship. Yeah, yeah, you're on a ship crossing the ocean. You can't and go anywhere. A, right. And there's a monster on the ship yeah. that is killing people. I am so excited oh, for that. it looks so like, good. That's the thing is that, you know, I always... I, the reason I keep going back to horror is because they never do big budgets. No. They really don't. They're they always shouldn't. relatively small. They shouldn't. Small. Right, but, but when you don't do a big budget... The executives have less feedback. So right. now that they're out of it, the creatives just get to create. Right. I mean, you look at that insidious, the red door, yeah. right? I mean, again, small budget. Yeah. This thing's ma- made massive amounts of money. Yeah, because, people love it. Right. Now, again, even if it didn't, it's still, you, you have such a good chance of making money because the, the budget is right. You can take the risk. You can say, you know what, we can do it this way because worst case scenario is it tanks, but we got four or five more in the chamber. Yeah. And it's not going to be a massive money loss no, because the budget no. is small. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, we're in a weird yeah, spot really right are. now. We're in a very weird spot. So I'm, I'm curious to see kind of where it all goes but yeah. you know with that let's put this one to bed sounds good that's episode 66 of the corner jim as always yeah love uh waxing absolutely what do you got going on i am uh getting ready to uh drop uh, chapter two of my uh web comic eva i saw that uh i yeah saw that put that out today so that should be coming i'm hoping very soon uh, if anybody wants to catch up and read chapter one, go to uh, Webtoons and check out Eva. Uh, and again, I dropped the a little trailer, so to speak, today, and uh, we're going to get uh, chapter two out here very soon. Awesome. So, uh, all right, guys, you know where we're at. CatalystCrafting.com is the main website. Catalyst Creations, NH is the Etsy store. Uh, you know, we're on all the social platforms. We're posting the Mortal Kombat coasters every day. We post a new one up till release. Uh, we're going to be at Granite State Comic Con yes, next we month. Are. Uh, that's going to, what is that, from the uh, 16th to the 18th? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's in Manchester, New Hampshire. If you guys want to come check us out, we're going to have all sorts of goodies. Yeah, yeah. Stop uh, on by. But what do you guys think? I mean, what, is, what does Paul Rubin Pee Wee Herman mean to you? Um, how do you feel about 
sort of the trajectory of these mega corporations versus kind of the little guy, uh, Hollywood gatekeeping, writer strike, things, things of that nature. Let us know in the comments. All right, crew. I'll catch you on the next one.